Hi, you guys. Oh my goodness, I am so excited that I am actually finally sitting down to do this because starting a podcast has been on my heart, on my mind, in my plans for a really long time now. I just didn't really tell anybody because honestly, I was kind of scared. But God has really put this on my heart and so I'm going to give it a whirl and I'm not going to promise you that I'll be good at it or that you'll like this, but I'm just going to be obedient and see what comes of it. So if you've never heard a podcast or don't really know why I'm, you know, giving my message in this format as opposed to my normal writing format, I like podcasts because I can take them anywhere I'm going. So, you know, if I don't have time to sit down and give 30 minutes of study time to my Bible, I can listen to a podcast that goes deeper into a dive of a message of the Bible in my car or on a run or if I'm taking a walk. A lot of times I'll put on a podcast while I'm getting ready because it takes me about a half hour to an hour to get ready. Um, Struggles of being a girl. So a podcast is just another way. I mean, I'm still going to write. I'm still going to hopefully get some more videos out to you guys. But this is just an alternative option if you're busy, you're on the go, and you know, you want to listen to my lovely voice. Um, No, but it's just a different way for me to spread kind of what's been on my heart lately and to share with you guys what God has instilled in my life and what he's been doing and all the different changes that have been going on. So I'm really excited for this and we'll see how it goes. But without further ado, here is my first podcast. Okay, so the first topic that I'll be diving into today is something that I already got my feet kind of wet with, I was asked to speak at the Young Women's Ministry at my church, which is amazing, by the way, because when I was younger, we didn't have something like that. I mean, we had our youth group, but, you know, that was boys and girls. And I think that there's something to be said about being a girl in this generation. (laughs) And I can personally tell you that it is extremely hard to be a girl. And listen, I have no idea what it's like to be a boy, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's very, very difficult to be a girl in comparison, I guess. But I just have such a heart for young women because I was in their shoes not too long ago. And I remember even though I was a Christian, even though I grew up in a Christian home and I, I knew my Christian doctrine and I knew that God loved me and that I was saved and this and that. You know, nothing prepares you for what this world brings upon you and the rejection and the hurt and just all of the hardships that come along with, you know, living your Christian life in a secular world. It's really, really tough. And I think it's especially tough on young women because, you know, the media has this, you know, unreachable, unattainable standard that you know, we strive so hard to attain. And when we don't, because, you know, the media skews everything. And I know this because I worked in television. I have a degree in communication and broadcast journalism. So 
I know the media and their, you know, their view of things and their plots and this and that, but it's unattainable because it's not real. But we as girls put so much pressure on ourselves to try and be that person or, or be that idea of perfection just so we can, you know, win acceptance from a guy or from friends or, you know, from the media. And I don't know when this obsession with social media started, but and I'm not bashing it because I'm totally there with you and I'm totally, I, I don't understand my obsession with it either. And, you know, a lot of it goes against biblical standards and, and what the Bible says we ought to be as people and as women. So I had this great opportunity to speak to these young women and I'm not saying I'm in a place where I finally get it and I'm perfect and this and that. I, I, I'm far from perfect. You'll learn that pretty quickly, especially if you don't know me. You'll see. I am a hot mess. Um, more of just a mess. I don't know. I just throw hot in there because everyone does. But I'm just, I'm a mess, a big mess. But it's kind of fun to be a mess because I don't think life would be very fun if you were perfect and had it all together. I'm just saying. I, I laugh at myself a lot. But when I was younger, I was so obsessed with trying to be this perfect image and trying to gain the acceptance of people and I wanted, you know, I wanted people to like me, but I wanted boys to like me. And I thought that that's where my worth was going to come from. You know, if I was the pretty one, if I was the popular one, then finally I would feel complete. And every single time I tried to get that acceptance or I sought out acceptance from people that had no business telling me what my worth was. I just ended up feeling even more empty and worthless and just, I just had a lot of sad, lonely, heart-wrenching nights and I'm not, I'm not trying to gain pity or anything. I think that I threw myself way too many self-pity parties, but I want you to understand that this is a real thing and it's a real thing that I think a lot of girls go through and if I could take that pain away that I would feel or that emptiness for every girl I would because it's a horrible feeling and I think the more that we focus on that emptiness or the those voids the less we can focus on the purpose that God has for us because God has a purpose for each and every one of us and I know that especially if you're a Christian that is something that you're probably rolling your eyes and you're like Danielle I, yes I get it I've heard it God has a purpose blah, 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 but what the heck is it and you know what? I have no idea. I have no idea what my purpose is yet. Um, but I know that there is a specific purpose because if there wasn't, guess what, my friends? You wouldn't be here. God, I mean, you were born. He formed you in your mother's womb and he knew you. He knew you. He set you apart before you were born. And when I read that in my Bible as I was you know, I was preparing my lesson and I read that scripture in Jeremiah and just those words set apart. I just started crying and listen, I cry a lot. So, you know, a lot of you are probably like, okay, well, you know, that's normal. But I just, it was such a fulfilling cry. I, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was just such an amazing moment because 
there have been so many times in my life where I felt rejected or that I wasn't enough or that, you know, all my friends were over in one corner and I was in the other, even though physically, you know, I might have been standing right next to them. I always felt like an outsider, like I didn't belong. And so I always labeled myself as set aside. And when I read that scripture and it told me that I was set apart, my whole view completely shifted. And I want to share that with you because, you know, the enemy loves to isolate us and make us feel like we're rejected or that we're not enough for people or, you know, we don't fit in and no one likes us or we'll never be those people on television or in the magazines. And you know what? I used to obsess over that and I used to, I guess I still struggle. I look at, you know, people on Instagram or other bloggers and I'll admit, I still am like, I will never be that. I don't look that way. I won't be as successful. I won't. And then I have to stop myself and remember that if I was like everybody else, my purpose wouldn't be unique. It wouldn't be special. It wouldn't be who God intended it to be. And, you know, I think that rejection is not from the Lord, but I don't think that, or I guess I think that he allows us to stay in that state of rejection or isolation so that we can grow from it and that we can see that our acceptance doesn't come from people. And the more that we seek their acceptance and we seek our worth to be found in them, the more alone we're going to feel. And, you know, when I was in college, I was constantly trying, you know, posting on social media and showing, you know, this happy Danielle and how I was just having the greatest time and I had the greatest friends. And I did. I really did. I really enjoyed my time there. But I also think that those years were some of the hardest of my life because I felt so empty and I didn't understand my purpose and I didn't. I mean, I felt worthless and no one knew it. And that breaks my heart to say because I wish that I knew back then what I know now. And I know that's totally so cliche, but that's why I'm kind of sharing this. But, you know, whenever I felt like I wasn't enough, it's because God didn't want me to get my acceptance from people. Because honestly, what good would that do? People are flaky. We're in the flesh. We are human. We change our mind every five seconds. I mean, one minute I want pizza, the next I want spaghetti. It's just how it how it goes. We change our mind and we change our mind on people a lot. And, you know, if our worth is in people, then we're constantly going to be worried about losing that worth. Or if we're going to mess up, you know, what they're going to think of us or what happens when or what if. But with God, when we find our worth in God, it's an everlasting worth. It's unconditional. No matter what you do, he still loves you. And his purpose for you is the same as it was before you were born. I, st- I can't get over that he up in heaven was like, all right, this world needs a Danielle. And she's going to be like this. She's going to do this when she's 16, when she's 18. She's going to dye her hair blonde and 
this and that. And he knew every single step, every single word that I was going to say, every single mess up I was going to make. And yet, and yet, you guys, he made me. He made you. He formed you. He has such a big purpose for you. And it is just such an incredible feeling when you finally can grasp that because it takes so much anxiety and fear and worry out of your life and replaces it with a peace that passes all understanding. I mean, it's it's really incredible, but to be able to get to that place where, you know, you finally do accept, okay, my worth doesn't come from people because I knew this. I knew that my worth did not come from people, right? But I didn't apply it to my life. And, you know, when I was talking to the young women, I used this example. I said, you know, how many of you know that E equals MC squared? They were like, yeah, you know, that's a lot of people know E equals MC squared. And I'm like, yeah, 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 me too. Uh, Could I explain that to you right now? Absolutely not. I I have no idea. I'm not a science person. At one point in my life, sure, I could have explained it to you. But really, I am just, I, I mean, I'm kind of intelligent, but not with science. My brother got all those genes. But the thing is, is that, yes, I know that that's a fact, right? But I can't apply that to my life because I don't have a deep understanding of it. And I don't choose to go and study science, right? So we as Christians, we know that our worth comes from God. Why do we know this? Because it says it in his word, right? It says it all over scripture that we are worthy in his sight. He made us, he formed us, and he set us apart, and our worth does not come from people. 2 Corinthians 3.5 says, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God right? Because we can't find our worth within ourselves. because self-loathing and self-pity, a lot of that, that comes from the fact that we don't accept ourselves. A lot of us don't like ourselves. As much as we pretend to, we don't, right? And if we've relied on ourselves to feel competent or worthy, it's the same as trying to find your worth in other people because we're human too, Right? But the word says that our competence doesn't come from ourselves. It doesn't come from humans. It comes from God. Okay, awesome. I knew this, right? But I wasn't living it. I didn't fully understand it and I didn't fully apply it to my life. And that's where my downside was. And even when, you know, my friends did laugh at my jokes or I finally did get attention from a cute guy that I was seeking after, it was always temporary, And even though it felt good for a second or a month or a a few weeks, whatever it was, it always faded. And that's the thing. Your worth in other people is always going to fade. I mean, there are times where I have done things and the look of disappointment on my parents' face, the two people in the world who are supposed to love me the most, I've let them down. And to be honest, I'm sure that my worth in their eyes, it probably went down just a little bit. Um, And that's normal. I mean, if it were my kid, I totally get that. And, you know, 
I think that they love me very much, but it's hard. It's hard to keep pleasing people. But it's so easy, you guys, to just accept your worth from God. And it's easy. Well, I guess it's easy in the, in the sense that when you do put the work in and you read the word and you decide to apply that to your life, it's easy. But it's it does take some work. And so one of the things that you know God has really put on my heart to be able to do this is to renew my mind. And to renew my mind, it's a choice. And it's difficult for me because... My mind is all over the place. I mean, if you know me, you know I'm a lunatic. I I don't know. I have so many things going on half the time and my mind just goes all over the place. But every morning I, you know, even when I don't want to, I just make it a priority to renew and refresh my mind and to say out loud that I am chosen, I am set apart, and I have a beautiful purpose for my life even if I don't feel it, right? I am a child of God. I am. And he has a purpose for me. And I have infinite worth in his eyes. And so to be able to renew your mind every morning, I mean, it is, it's hard, but it's something that creates perseverance. It creates Um, Just a will to and a determination to just get through the lies that are being spoken to you from the enemy because nowhere in the word does it say that you're not enough or that you're ugly or that you're too fat or that your outfit is not good enough or that, um, I don't know, your haircut is weird. There's nowhere in the Bible that it says that. So if it's not in the truth, if it's not in the Bible, then there simply lies from the enemy. And the enemy wants you to feel that way because the more you focus on, you know, self-pity and I'm not enough, I'm not enough. I mean, I wasted so many years, you guys, when I could have been, you know, accepting my worth from God and chasing after the purpose he had for me. The less you care what people think, the the more you're secure in who you are, the more you're willing to just follow and obey what God has for you. And the more he's going to open doors and just lead you into just incredible places that you wouldn't even imagine um, existed for you. And so I'm encouraging you today, don't let the enemy come in and and make you focus so much on yourself that you lose sight of what God has for you. Because the second that you decide, no, I'm not going to believe those lies. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And even if I look like an absolute wreck today, I feel beautiful. Because it says in the word that God doesn't look at appearance. He looks at the heart. So when you renew your mind and you can focus on other people and extend your heart to others and take the focus off of yourself for just a hot second, there's that hot word again. I don't know why we say that, but whatever. I think it sounds cool, right? I'm trying to stay hip. Anyways, if we can focus on others for a second, right? Or a day, I mean, the fulfillment that comes from that, it's going to fill you with such joy and peace 
like you've never experienced before. So don't let the enemy come in and just take away that mindset. I also, when I was talking to the girls, I mean, I gave some examples of people who were rejected by other people. But now, you know, you would never think um, that they were ever rejected because they're so successful now. So um, if you're into literature like I am, total book nerd, Stephen King, he has a book called On Writing, which I purchased and am in love with because I want to be a writer someday. And he talks a lot about his failures in it. And I almost couldn't believe it because he's such a successful author now. But he went through a period where he was sending in manuscript after manuscript after manuscript to publishers and he was getting rejection slip after rejection slip after rejection slip to the point where he had a nail that he put in his wall. And I almost want to do this, but I'm, you know, I also don't hope to get this many rejection slips, but I'm sure I will because he's a brilliant writer and he got them. So I'm sure I will too someday, but he had a nail and it was overflowing with rejection slips. And look at him today. He is one of the few authors that can support himself solely on writing. He comes out with one to two. I I don't know if he does more than two books in a year, but I mean, if you're a writer, you know that that's incredibly difficult to do. So that in and of itself is impressive. And, you know, all he needed was one person to believe in him. And he finally got that. And then, you know, he he was able to flourish and, and just take off. But for a while, people didn't believe in him. I mean, he had people say to him, maybe try something else. You know, this might not be for you. And could you imagine if he listened to that? If you could you imagine if he took those opinions and stamped it on his life and said, this is what I'm worth, right? And we think, oh, that's so ridiculous. He should never do that. But we do it to ourselves, right? The minute someone tells me that I'm obnoxious, I don't talk for like three days. And you know that that's really hard for me because I can't stop talking for more than two minutes. But I take it so personally. And a lot of times it's the enemy talking through that person. They might not even think that of you, but the enemy can get a hold of people and speak through them to try and stifle you in your path for what God has for you. And I don't know why I feel this way, but I do feel that my voice is going to be used eventually in the future. I don't know how, but God made me a very talkative person. And I know it probably annoys the heck out of a lot of people, but if I can use it for my good or for his good, you know, like doing this podcast, then I love that I have the ability to not stop talking, right? Um, And sometimes I do wish that I was quieter, but then I wouldn't be using the gift that God gave me. And if I allow other people's opinions of me to stop that, I mean... I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be using my voice. I would just shut down. And that's exactly what the enemy wants because he doesn't want you to find your purpose. He doesn't want you to live the way that God wants you to live and fulfill the purpose that God has given you. And I just pray that 
you know, we can live and accept God's love in our life so abundantly that we'll feel complete through that and we won't seek it from other people. 1 John 3, 1 says that, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. And my goodness, you guys, I love that scripture because I have to remember that even Jesus was rejected by his own people. I mean, they chose a murderer over him, which is incredible to me. I mean, I can't even fathom it. The same people that saw him perform miracles, saw him extend undeserved mercy and love and grace, asked for a murderer to be released over him. He was rejected by his own people, but you know what? If he was accepted by them, if they said, no, release Jesus to us, we love him, he would have never gone to that cross. And if he never went to that cross, you guys, there would be no grace or mercy for us. We would have absolutely no way of talking to God or of even having a chance at going to heaven. I mean, I would have lost my chances at probably six months old, the way I would cry. That was probably a sin in and of itself. But, you know, our rejections may just be part of God's plan. He might be, you know, isolating us from people who could eventually hurt us. He might be saving us from a path that, was going to lead down a dark, dark alley, you guys. You never, never know. So if people reject you, if they tell you you're not enough, say thank you. I mean, maybe not to their face. They might think you're nuts, but try and find comfort in it because we are not of this world and our worth doesn't come from this world. So we don't even need their acceptance. Is it going to hurt? Of course, right? But that's when we have to turn to the word and, you know, say out loud the truth that we are chosen, we have worth, and nothing can take that away from us. I'll leave you with this. That 1 Thessalonians 2.4 says, For we are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. Remember that at the end of your life, um, and I don't mean to get morbid here, but at the end of our life, we're going to be standing in front of God. And we're going to have to give an account of our lives in front of God. Okay. We're not standing in front of little Johnny who we had a crush on in fourth grade or something. And he didn't like us back, right? We're not standing in front of our best friend who we've been trying to gain acceptance from day in and day out. And it's exhausting. We are going to be standing in front of God. So remember that your worth is your value, your acceptance, all of that can only come from God. Don't let the enemy throw lies at you and keep you down and make you feel like you're insignificant or that you're not enough for this world. Because even if we were enough, even if we were accepted, it would be nothing compared to the acceptance found in Jesus. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to my first podcast. Obviously, I will try to get better at these, but um, it's all a learning curve, right? So just bear with me. 
and leave me any comments, any suggestions, reach out, please. I'd like to hear what works for you guys, what doesn't. Um, and I'm really excited just to see what God's going to do in and through every single one of us. I love you guys and go get some coffee.